The dance world can be an incredible place, but it can also be super intimidating. And not even just for the dancers themselves, but also dance parents. Rachel Fine, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and specialist in all things dancer health, wellness, nutrition, and body image. I'm here to help dancers build supportive habits with food. I'm also a parent to young and active kids, and I know especially how challenging it can be to be thrown into an environment that you A, might not be familiar with, and B, are now navigating it from a perspective that is completely different from when you were in that environment. But as your child begins to show interest in dance, you are likely spending a ton of time, energy, and of course money on their developing passion. Between tuition, costumes, maybe private lessons, and even competitions, there's no doubt that the amount of resources that you are putting forth for your dancer is major. And not just that, the ability to coordinate a busy school schedule with a busy dance schedule, and then of course, everything else in between like family time and social events is incredibly overwhelming. But you are also a major part in your dancer's success throughout their time, both in the studio and on stage. You will play a major role in helping to guide your dancers to navigate not just the physical demands of dance, but also the need to maintain the fun and the support within this art. So let's break down some key elements that you can utilize to help support your dancer throughout this journey. But a little bit about me. Not only am I a licensed dietitian who devotes her career to working with dancers in supporting their nutrition status and intervening upon their ability to alleviate their risk of injury, but also I come from a dance background myself, from what started as a recreational hobby when I was six years old that eventually evolved into my experience as a pre-professional dancer and then of course as a professional dancer. I've been in the dance world for nearly all of my life and continue not only as a clinician for elite level dancers, but also as a parent myself. So it goes without saying that I feel extremely qualified to help provide you with the tools that you need in the support of your dancer's passion. Let's talk about some very specific steps that you can take today in doing just that. So first things first, consider what it means to have fluid structure. So for many dancers, now if your child can relate to this or not, it doesn't matter. It's important to just be aware that many dancers are more prone to a perfectionist mindset. So much of classical dance, especially like ballet, is formulated with a ton of structure and discipline. So when we have a child who is also prone to perfectionism, this can spiral and even transfer into other aspects of that dancer's life. And what I most often see as a dietitian are those experiences of perfectionism transferring to their food choices. So it's incredibly important for you as a parent to not only start to become aware at what actually is unhelpful when it comes to a dancer's diet and food choices, but also start to learn about how you can promote more sustainable habits as they relate to their meal and snack times. 
Providing fluid structure can involve everything from a dancer's meals and snacks, but also to their everyday life and balancing school, friends, and of course their dance schedule. It might be helpful for you to encourage that your dancer or your dancer's studio provide at least one to two days off from the studio so that other activities and or experiences can be enjoyed. Your dancer is starting to partake in other activities. Maybe that's another physical activity. Maybe that's a more passive, mindful activity like yoga, listening to music, writing, arts and crafts, knitting, whatever it might be, will not derail your dancer from their work in the studio. If anything, that time away from the studio will only help in making sure that when they are at the studio, they are not feeling burnt out. The bottom line, we want to encourage balance amongst all aspects of our lives. And very often that means making space and room and encouraging that your dancer open up to that idea and also that their studio provide them with the space and the room for additional activities. Of course, dance can still and should still be their number one priority. I'm not suggesting otherwise. We just wanna make sure that there is an additional option there as well that can help to formulate balance and even help to provide a dancer with another outlet, especially for when time at the studio itself gets a bit overwhelming. When we're talking about fluid structure as it relates to meals and snacks, this essentially means that we're encouraging dancers to refuel their bodies consistently and regularly throughout the day and not obsessing about any very specific rigid rules, whether those are rules around their specific food choices or rules around the times that they're eating throughout the day. So most importantly, consistent and regular meals and snacks. This might mean that you are having to plan a bit ahead, but don't feel too much pressure. Convenience options and even packaged foods become extremely helpful for dancers in these instances. Even if that means leaving a box of bars or some trail mix in your car just for the commute over to the studio. Planning ahead these meals and snacks will help you to navigate the inevitable those super busy schedules, especially as they relate to performance seasons, rehearsals prior to performances, and even audition seasons, where your dancer might not only be spending more time at the studio, but also might be commuting more, especially if those auditions, like for example, summer intensive auditions require some travel. Next, consider what it means to model a supportive mindset. This is incredibly important in so many aspects of a dancer's life. We can think about this as it relates to our food choices, as it relates to our body image and how we view our bodies in the mirror, but also how it relates to that balance within each of our days. So as an example, in regards to food, this might mean tuning into something called food neutrality, where we are not demonizing certain foods like labeling them as bad or even unhealthy and glorifying other foods, labeling them as good, quote unquote, clean, pure, or even healthy. When we categorize food like this, we often cause feelings of food guilt especially when a dancer feels that they are not eating the right, perfect, or best foods for their performance. So we wanna start shifting into a mindset of neutrality as it relates to our food choices. 
This doesn't necessarily mean that all foods are nutritionally equivalent and dancers can learn about how to choose options that are gonna provide them with more long lasting energy and support strength, reduce injury risk and all that great stuff that we're gonna to get to soon. But it also means that we can make room for all different types of foods throughout our day. When we are able to do this, we are also better able to tune into fullness cues, to turn to mindful eating techniques, and overall to just build a more supportive relationship with food. This same idea of neutrality can be utilized with body image as well. There are three specific tools that I utilize with dancers when it comes to building a better body image. That's body neutrality, body image resilience, and body appreciation all three of which I discuss both at dancenutrition.com and in previous videos that you can get here. But just to summarize, body neutrality is where we are striving for a more neutral view of how our body looks. So if your dancer is struggling with feeling super positive about their body, then realize that body positivity for them at that moment might not be the goal. Instead, utilizing a neutral lens, perhaps thinking about what their body can do for them. This also is where we can utilize appreciation for what their body is doing for them within the studio, within their strength, within their endurance, can be super helpful. But the truth is, body neutrality in of itself isn't enough for not only the individual dancer, but also the systemic issues that dancers face as an industry. So it's important to also start to educate yourself about the harms of body oppression, weight stigma, and fat phobia. As you educate yourself about these topics, you'll be better able to help your dancer in building a more supportive self-talk, especially as it relates to their body image. Body image resilience is another helpful tool and one that involves dismantling triggering comments, whether those comments are coming from an external source or even from our own selves. This is incredibly important, especially when it comes to overhearing your dancers speak about themselves or maybe compare their body to another dancer's body in class, Understanding realistic expectations, understanding our individual set point weights is incredibly important and additional topics that I cover on my blog. Knowing that the use of food as a tool to manipulate our body's weight, shape, or size will lead to unsustainable habits like disordered eating is incredibly important. Since we know that genetics play a large role in how our body looks, then consider what realistic standards are shift away from any ideas of ideals around body image and help your dancers shift away from that mindset that there is one specific ideal that they need to strive for because in the end it's likely going to lead them to either injury or burnout. Dance parents can also do their part if accessible because I know things get busy with work to get involved in the studio environment. This can be incredibly important just to make sure that your dancer's studio environment is one that's actually supportive and healthy. In other words, a studio that supports hydration breaks and snack breaks is a clear green flag. A studio that does not allow for food to be brought into the studio and or water to be taken into class, that's a major red flag and one that I'd be concerned about, especially if my dancer was there for all hours on end on a given evening. Remember, 
Consistent meals and snacks are incredibly important and your dancer will benefit if they have that ability to get in even those most convenient and easily accessible snacks in between classes. Options like trail mix, bars, crackers and cheese, pretzel hummus packs are helpful. If you've got a bit more time on your hand, then you can build some bento boxes of snacks. And if you really wanna get involved, then perhaps planning a snack table with some of your fellow dance parents. All of these are really helpful ways for how you can make sure that that studio environment is one that's supportive. Check in with your dancer regularly, even if it's just for a couple minutes in the evening. Ask them about how things are going at the studio. Are they feeling confident with the new choreography? Are they feeling energized despite the back-to-back -back class schedule? Asking questions will best help you to identify points of intervention. If their energy levels feel drained, well, that extra snack is super important. If they're not feeling so confident with the choreography, then either planning some time to practice at home or starting a practice like journaling to help ease up some of those pre-performance jitters can be really helpful. Also, remember to make friends and not competitors with your fellow dance parents. As dance parents, you will play a major role in the environment and atmosphere of your studio. Dancers especially need to learn how to work cohesively together. This is incredibly important as we start to talk about company and environments. So modeling a less competitive mindset and teaching your dancer that it's important to learn to work together in a cohesive manner with the other dancers around them is incredibly helpful. And last, remember that your dancer sets the goals, not you. When it comes to your dancer's progress in the studio, focus on positive reinforcement, not pressure. Down the road, your dancer may or may not want to pursue this as a career. Give your dancer the space and opportunity to make that their choice, so long, of course, that it follows through with a supportive lifestyle and mindset. And then last is the need to provide referrals and credible information to not just your dancer, but also to your dancer's studio. I cannot stress this enough, but encouraging that your studio rely on credible sources, that's a registered dietitian nutritionist, for their dancers' nutrition information and education is the gold standard. Nutrition expert, health coach, nutrition coach, nutritionist, these are not regulated titles. And those individuals, unless they have that dietetics license, are not academically qualified to be providing nutrition advice. Registered dietitian nutritionist or licensed dietitians, however, undergo extensive academic and clinical training in order to prepare their work with populations who need it most, like dancers who are at most of a risk for developing disordered eating and eating disorders. Printable resources are accessible for dance studios at dancenutrition.com. Bringing dietitians into the studio for in-person or virtual workshops is another great way to raise awareness about what it actually means for dancers to become the healthy dancer. The bottom line, you want to trust credible sources for educating your dancers about how to fuel their bodies and fuel their performance without turning to restrictive or obsessive tendencies at meal and snack times. And the best way that you're gonna go about this is relying on a credible source, like a registered dietitian nutritionist. Don't forget to subscribe to this video so that you can know when my new videos release.